Good evening and welcome to a night depot. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I'm so glad you took the time out to join us tonight. We're going to have a great time in the Word of God tonight. Man, God has a word in, in due time, in due season, at the appointed time for you and for me. And he says from the very beginning, he says, I want you to remind my people that I sent Jesus that they might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. But in order for you to obtain that light, in order for you to live that God kind of life, eternal life, that life where it's in abundance to the full until it overflows, you must be born again. What does that word born again mean? And according to uh, John chapter 3, when it's talking about you must be born again, it means that your spirit, the real you, must be regenerated or made new. In other words, made, made new to like it was before sin never happened or from the very beginning. How do you become born again? And why is it important for you to be born again? Because unless you are born again, you won't be able to understand, perceive, or comprehend God's way of doing things. And in order for you to truly live the, that life, that God kind of life, that life that's in abundance to the full until it overflows, you have to be born again so you can understand God's way of doing things. It's not just, it's not about being religion because Jesus did not come to form a religion. Jesus came to reestablish the kingdom of God in the earth. And he says, it, it, when Nicodemus came to him in John chapter three, he said, hey, great teacher, man, we see all these things that you're doing. We know that God has to be with you because no man can do these things except God be with him. And Jesus' response to Nicodemus was simply this. He says, Nicodemus, truly I say unto you, you must be born again because until you are born again you won't be able to perceive you won't be able to understand you won't be able to truly see god's way of doing things you may see his acts but you will not understand his ways and jesus is saying this when you become born again not only will you see god's acts but you will learn how god's ways or you begin to learn how god does what he does through the kingdom of God. There's no other way. You can read the Bible. I've, I've ran into people and they said they know the Bible and they said they can, they know what it says and they said that they, they, they know this and they know that. Now they may have head knowledge of what it says, but when it comes to revelation knowledge as to how to apply it to their everyday life, man, it's like they have no idea. And Jesus says, I did not come for you to stay in that way. I came that you would have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Well, how do you get that kind of life? How do you receive Jesus? How, what's, what's the steps? Do I have to pass out tracks? Do I have to give out moon pie? Do I have to say 120 Hail Marys? What is it I got to do to get into the kingdom of God to be, begin to be born again? Well, I'm so glad you asked because it's so simple. In fact, he tells you, Jesus goes on to tell you, John chapter 3, 16, he says, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life or the God kind of life. And then some people will say, but God sent Jesus into the world to condemn the world. God sent Jesus into the world to bring this on the world and that on the world. 
he answers that question for you too. He says, for God did not, in verse 17, he says, he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but he sent the, his son Jesus into the world that the world through him, through believing on him, might be saved. What's that word saved mean? Healed, set free, delivered, and made whole. He says, I sent my son not to condemn you, not to judge you, but to deliver you to make you whole, to make you complete, where you lack no good thing another day in your life. And he says, but it only, but you have a choice in the matter. Nothing just happens in the kingdom of God. Nothing just happens. You have to do something. You have to make a decision. You have to believe. What do you believe? Well, Romans chapter 10, verse number eight says this, that the word of God is near you. It's, it's in your heart, it's in your mouth, it's the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess Jesus as the head over your life and believe that God raised him from the dead, you would be saved. Again, that word saved is healed, set free, delivered, and made whole. He says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, righteousness means right standing. He says, but with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. He says, it's that simple. How do you get born again? Believe on the son, Jesus Christ. How do you acknowledge the fact that you're born again or that you believe on the son, Jesus Christ? Simple. I believe Jesus is the son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. It's that simple simple. Now, is that the finish line? Absolutely not. That's just the beginning. And that's where so many people get lost. They pray the prayer and they, that's where they stop. But that's only the starting line. You're only beginning like a newborn babe who's born out of his mother's womb, who's never been in the world before, has no understanding how the world works. Just like you, when you get born again, you have no understanding how the kingdom of God works and it's impossible for you to live the God kind of life without understanding how God does what he does or God's governing system that, that mandates and dictates and legislates how we live life. It's that simple. And he says, even before you get into the broadcast, I want you to share with my people that if they want to live the life, the God kind of life, the life that's in abundance to the full until it overflows. Does it mean you never have any trials or tribulations? Absolutely not. But it does mean that when you, those trials, tribulations, situations come up, you already are in position to win because you're in Christ Jesus and whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith in the fact that jesus is the son of god you say you want to find out you want to go ahead and do it man i'm so glad you, i'm so glad you you're ready let's do it come on reach in here with me and let's go ahead and do it say this with me dear heavenly father in the name of jesus i do believe jesus christ is the son of god I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. I believe he was put in a grave, but now he's risen. He's alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I receive your forgiveness. 
I receive, I receive salvation. I receive my healing, deliverance, and wholeness now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, what just happened? That is the 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 starting line what has happened you was in the kingdom of darkness and you have been transitioned over into the kingdom of his dear son into the kingdom of god what does that make you a citizen of the kingdom of god is this the ending point no this is only the beginning so what do you do now man you got to get in a word-based church that teaches you about the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ and that's exactly what we're going to do tonight why did you start it out like this? Because God said, I want you to tell my people from the very beginning. I want you to tell the people who, who are going to hear this. I want you to tell the people who's going to be watching this. I want you to let them know I did not forget about them. He says, I want you to let them know that in the midst of all chaos and, and all kind of tribulations and trials and afflictions that's going on all around you, God says, I didn't forget about you. And I've already made a way of escape that you may be able to bear it, but you have to get under my, get under his covering, get under his leadership and allow him to lead you and guide you. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is by being born again, because like Jesus says, except you be born again, you won't even begin to understand, comprehend or perceive God's way of doing things. Aren't you so glad? Man, we just want to celebrate with you right now that you're now you're in right standing, you're in right relationship, and you are a citizen of the kingdom. Somebody else is asking the question, man, why would you do it in the first few minutes of the broadcast? Well, that's a simple question too. Our answer to that question too, because of this, the average person only watches a broadcast, an average of nine to 10 minutes of the entire broadcast and most times when we give the altar call it's at the end of the broadcast and if the person hasn't watched it all the way through guess what they miss the altar call so god says will you allow me to lead you lord however you want to lead let's do it and this is what he said to do aren't you so glad i'm so glad and if you pray that prayer with us tonight man send us send us a note like us uh on facebook uh subscribe to us on youtube man we love to hear from you hear how god is being a blessing how god blessed your life tonight in the name of jesus now are y'all ready to eat i hope y'all ready to eat because boy we've been cooking in the kitchen all week long so here we go we're going to make this declaration and we're going to jump right into the word of god in the name of jesus and according to isaiah 61 and 1 it says this, this is what the lord says make this declaration he said that the spirit of the lord god is upon me because the lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and open up a prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord the day of vengeance of our god and to comfort all who mourn to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise the former desolation, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. We thank you for this opportunity in your word. Father, we thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but 
Father, let it be in demonstration of spirit and power that the faith of the people lie not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of the Most High God. Father, I decrease that you may increase. Holy Spirit, continue to move up, up and down the airways. Move up and down the aisles. Move up and down the radios and the, and the videos and, and through the phones and, and iPads and, and Google Pads. Move that burdens will be removed. Yokes will be destroyed. Chains will fall off and people will be set free, whole, living in life in abundance to the full until it overflows. And Father, we ever mind for the covenant with you for miracles, signs, and wonders as you see fit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and glory to God. Now say this with me. Say, this is my Bible. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth. It reveals what I should think. It tells me what I should believe, and it tells me how I should walk. The Word of God is the most important thing. Say that with me. The Word of God is the most important thing. Now, why would you say the Word of God is, is the most important thing? Because if you remember from the very beginning, it says this. The Word of God is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. In order for you to get the Word only in your heart, the Word has to be preached. If you don't preach the word of God and I preach all and somebody preaches all other kind of things other than the word of God, you will still be building faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by whether it's by the word of God or hearing by fear, doubt, and unbelief or hearing by some false doctrine or hearing by whatever you expose yourself to through your eye gaze, through your ear gaze, through your mouth gaze. That is the stuff that goes down into your heart. So it is imperative as a born again believer, as someone as someone who is in the body of Christ, or even if you're outside the body of Christ and you want to get free, because it says in John chapter eight, it says this, it says that if you continue or hear to the word of God, then are you disciples indeed. And you will know the truth and the truth, which is the word of God, will make you free. So God's word, when you adhere to it, when you trust in it, when you begin to walk it out in your everyday life, will make you free. Not set you free, make you free. Why? Because when you begin to adhere to the word of God and begin to do the word of God, it's going to begin to remove those chains that had you bound. It's going to take those ropes off of you that once kept you. It's going to begin to destroy those wrong patterns of thinking that you've had for years and years in your life. And it's going to begin to point you in a new direction. In fact, it says this, that the year of 2022 is a year of uh, correction, direction, uh, protection, and perfection. We've been talking about how, what's correction? Correction is raising up a standard. When you raise up to another standard, and it's, what is it going to do? It's going to bring about direction. And what's that direction going to do? It's going to point you in the way that you should go so that it can keep you in what? Protection, which means will keep you from all evil, all hurt, harm, and danger to bring you to the point of perfection where you're complete whole and lacking no good thing we talked last week about how everything with god begins with 
the word and how there's power in your words and your words are either producing life and according to proverbs chapter 18 21 your words are producing life the god kind of life or your words are producing death where you're lining up with the world's way of doing things are lining up with the adversary's purposes plans for your life to try to do what he wants to steal he wants to kill and he wants to destroy but jesus already said in john chapter 10 that I came to give you life. He came to give you life in abundance to the full until it overflows. But your words have power and your words are either producing life or they're producing death. In fact, it says in, in the gospel of John chapter one, it says this in verse one, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him or through the word and without him or the word was nothing made that was made nothing is made that is made apart from the word so it, if you're looking at your life right now if you said man i got all these things going on in my life the first thing you want to do is take inventory and find out what kind of words have I been speaking out of my mouth? I mean, are you speaking in line with if, if the you're on you're watching TV and they say there's going to be flu and this is flu season and you're saying every year I get the flu and then you're wondering why that about the same time every year what do you get the flu? Why? Not because it has to be that way, but because you're saying out of your mouth every year I get the flu. Why do you say that that is so important? Because in the kingdom of God, everything in the kingdom of God begins with the word. And see, God's thing is, is if you're representing him, if you're a citizen of the kingdom, you are to speak words of life, not death. You're supposed to speak blessings, not cursings. It's a, it, and we're going to talk about that tonight, talking about the power of your words. Turn with me over to James chapter three, talking about you know, we was talking about the power of your words. And tonight we're going to talk about how loose lips will sink ships. Loose lips will sink ships. You know, it's so interesting. To, even if you go back to the book of Numbers, I believe it's in chapter chapter 13. And God had already told the children of Israel, hey, go ahead and send, send some spies into the land. Moses, send, send spies, send a, a representative from each one of the 12 tribes and send them into the land of Canaan, which I've already given to you. Now, think about it. God had already told them, I have already given this land to you. Now, go in and to possess it. Now, that's the, what the word of the Lord said to them. And they went in for 40 days and they're searching out the land and they're looking over the land and they got some of the fruit that was from the land. In fact, the grapes were so big, they had to have a pole just to carry a cluster. They had to have poles just to carry the fruit from the land. So it was a land, a land of milk and honey, just like God said. But when they came back to give a report, it says they gave an evil report. And what was the evil report? They went in and they came back to the people, back to Moses and the rest of the leaders, and said, yes, it is a land of milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. And it's every, everything God said it is, it's just like that. But, and see, that's the thing about it. When you have conversations with people, and they're telling you this, and they're telling you that, and they say, but, discard everything they said before that word but because what they really mean is going to follow after that word but and that's what happened here this is what they did they said it is a land 
It's a land of milk and honey. It has all the fruits and you can see it, but there's giants in the land. And, and there's the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Bizites and, and the Jezebelites and all these ites uh, in the land. And they are giants. And he says, and we are like grasshoppers in their sight. It's, it did not say that's how the people saw them. It said that's how the people who went into the land to spy it out saw themselves. They began to say, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. And they, they're devourers. And they'll, they can take us over. And they'll overcome us. And, and, and because we, we are grasshoppers in our sight, surely we are like grasshoppers in their sight. And what did those words produce? Those words produced death and those words produced fear. And as a result, they went back and told the people in the camp and every, almost everybody in the camp was oh, crying out. Oh, God brought us out here to kill us. He brought us out here to destroy us. When they were the very ones who said, God, deliver us out of Egypt. And he supernaturally delivered them out of Egypt. And when they got to the point where they was about to go in the promised land, instead of lining up with what it is God has said to them about the situation, they began to say what their situation, their eyes could see or what their ears could hear or, and, and, and what it looked like on the outside. And they looked at the facts, but they disregarded the truth. And the truth of the matter was God had already said, I've given the land unto you. Go in and possess it, which means there may be some conflict in order for you to go in and get the land. But you plus God makes the majority. Say that with me. You plus God makes the majority. Glory to God. Now, what happened? Woohoo! There was two, though. Joshua and Caleb and Joshua and Caleb was like, hold, hold up, hold up. God is with us. Surely we are well able to overcome them. What did they do? They, in spite of what they saw, they did not forget what God said. And God said, I've already given you the land. He says, I've, it's a land of milk and honey for you to go and possess it because I've already given it to you. And Joshua and Caleb reminded themselves and reminded the people what it is God has said about the land. But what was the people's responses? They wanted to stone them to death because they their boldness irritated those people because they were so fearful. And I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus, I don't care what situation and circumstances you're going against right now. God's greater than your greatest, that issue. He's greater than that trial. He's greater than that tribulation. And if you get under his word, he will begin to show you the way of escape. He will lead you in the way that you should go and cause you to triumph in Christ Jesus. But you have to make a decision from the very beginning. I'm going to call it from the very beginning. I will not be defeated. I will not be denied. It says in Isaiah 46 and 10, how God declares the end from the very beginning. And when you're going into a test trial and tribulation, you got to declare the end from the very beginning. And you got to tell her right now from the beginning, I will not be defeated. I will not be denied. I walk in healing all the days of my life. My God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. A thousand will fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me and when you say that you got all of heaven that's going to back those words up when you say those words in faith because you believe it not just because you heard it but you believe you plus God is the majority 
See, there's power in your words. Now, what ended up happening to those people? The first group of people, the older adults, they murmured and they complained. See, if you murmur and complain, you will remain. If you murmur and complain, you will stay in the same situation, in the same circumstance, not because it's God's will for you, but because your words keep calling those things that are as though they are, as opposed to doing Romans chapter 4, verse 17, calling those things that be not as though they are. Man, this is, a doctor, I know this is what your report says. Thank you for giving me the, the diagnosis. But Father, I make a decision to take you at your word, your words that says by Jesus Christ, I'm healed. Hey, I got an unsuspect, unexpected bill. Father, I know that this is what the what the bill says, but Father, I take you at your word that says you have supplied all of my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I make a decision. Yes, I know that say COVID is all has been all around, and this this recession is all around. But you said according to Psalms ninety one, a thousand will fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you receive? We're talking still about loose lips sink ship. And we're talking about the power of your words. And their words cause them to stumble. Their words cause them to be paralyzed. And their words cause them not to enter in to what God had already made available to them. And I'm saying this to you today because he told me to tell you, if you keep lining up your words with what the world is saying, you will continue to get what the world is getting. But when you make a decision that I'm not going to let my loose lips sink my ship, I'm going to line my words up with what your word says, and then he will lead you and guide you in the way that you should go. Turn with me over to James chapter 1, as you are, James chapter 3, verse 1, talking about the power of your words. I'm reading out a Passion Translation, and it says this. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, don't be so eager to become teachers in the church, since you know that we who teach are held to a higher standard or a judgment. So many people today want to get one revelation, and they run out there and pop up a tent, pop up with some business cards, now they under sister Shishnane's uh, ministry and, and brother, they prop, God used them to give a word of a revelation once and now they got their own prophetic ministry and they're going to go out there and bust some people's lives up. But you got to understand, whatever you teach others, you are held accountable for. Did y'all hear that? Whatever you teach others, whether right or wrong, you are held accountable for it. He goes on and says, we all fall in many areas. Just James, right, to the church. You, we all fall in many areas, but especially with our words. Well, if you're going to make a mistake, then most of the time you're going to make it with your words. He says, yet if we are able to bridle or to control the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. In other words, if you can control your, that mouth, you can control yourself in every other area. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. He goes on to say, horses have, now you know a horse, horses have bits and bridles in their mouths so that we can control and guide their large bodies. And the same with mighty ships, though they are massive in size and driven by fierce winds, yet they are steered about. That big old cruise ship you was on is steered about by this little bitty rudder. That huge ship has this little bitty rudder. And that little rudder 
controls that ship, whether it goes left or whether it goes right, whether it goes forward or whether it goes back. He says this. He goes on to say, he says, he says, and so the tongue, your tongue is a, a, is a small part of your body, yet it has great power. Why? Because it's going to either produce life or it's going to be producing death. See, th think about it just like this. He, just think, he says, just think of how a small flame can set a huge fire ablaze. It only takes one spark to start a fire. You see a big forest fire? It only takes one spark to light, the, to light some wood in that forest to set on one little branch to set the whole fire, whole forest ablaze. He said, your tongue is just like that. It's a little bitty member, but the words that will come out of it, it can either set, give a person life or it can set the whole situation ablaze. He goes on to say, he says, and the tongue is a fire and it can be compared to the sum total <clears throat> of wickedness and is the most dangerous part of the human body. Think about that. Your tongue is the most dangerous part of the human body. It can it corrupts the entire body and is a hellish flame. Hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. To every wild animal on earth, including birds, creeping reptiles, and creatures of the sea and land have all been overpowered and tamed by humans but the tongue is not able to be tamed it is it's a fickle unrestrained evil that spews out words full of toxic poison we use our tongues think about this we use our tongues to praise god our father and then turn around and curse a person who was made in his very image out of the same mouth, we pour out words of praise one minute and curses the next. He says, my brothers and sisters, this should not never be. He says, would you look for olives hanging on a fig tree or go to pick figs from a grapevine? It is possible that flesh, that fresh and bitter, it is possible fresh and bitter water can flow out of the same is it possible it's a question is it possible that fresh and bitter waters can flow out of the same spring so neither can a bitter spring produce fresh water in other words unless you get your tongue under control and you do that through the person of the holy spirit you can be praising god one minute and blazing somebody the next minute i don't know i mean you know you could be right had a hallelujah shouting good time at church and you riding down a road playing your favorite jam and somebody cut cut you off in traffic and you're you could forget all about what you just heard the preacher say or the great time of, of worship you had and that very tongue that you moments soon before you used to speak life and to praise god you would turn around and cuss somebody out Give, flip them off, give them the finger, and if you ain't careful, you can get into some road rage. How is that representing the kingdom of God? How is that representing your heavenly father? Your loose lips will sink ship. He says that that tongue is it, it, such a small member, but it can set a whole world ablaze. You said, give me more, more about that. Turn me over to Matthew chapter 12. See, we was talking about this last time. Uh, last week, talking about, you know, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And see, it says this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. It says this, either make the tree good and its fruit good, 
or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruits. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So remember we talked about it in the very beginning. The word is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. And how whatever you sow into your heart, how do you sow it into your heart? Through what you're seeing, through what you're hearing, through what you're saying. All those things go into your heart. It's the same thing about what you watch on TV, what you watch on YouTube, what you indulge in on Facebook, what you people you hanging around, places that you're going. Man, whatever is going in through your eye gate, which goes to your heart. Whatever comes into your ear gates, which goes to your heart. Whatever goes through your mouth gate, which is goes to your heart, is what's going to come out of your mouth. He says this, he says, he says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth, brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of the heart brings forth evil things. In other words, he says, whatever deposit you put in the treasure chest of your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. You can't put good fruit in an evil chest and expect to get, I mean, you can't put evil fruit in a good chest and expect to get, uh, expect to get good fruit. No more can you put good fruit in an evil heart and expect to get uh, good out of it doesn't work that way whatever you've been deposited in that treasure chest so if you have a treasure chest full of evil when things happen you're not going to speak good and when you have a treasure full of good things when bad stuff happens you're not going to speak evil or you shouldn't what should come out of your heart is what's been deposited in there he says i say to you that you on every idle word that men speak they will give an account of it. So every evil word that has been spoken out of your idle word, that's been spoken out of your mouth, you will give an account for it. For by your words, you are justified. And by your words, you are judged or you condemned. Why? Because whatever you place in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. See, Proverbs 4 Verse 20 says this, my son, he's saying this, he said, how do, how do, if I want to make sure that I'm speaking uh, a good out of my, out of the treasure of my heart, if I want to make sure that I got good treasure and I got good fruit coming out of my heart and when I want good words coming out of my heart and I'm not going to, I won't be praising God one minute and then cussing people out the next minute. I won't be speaking words of blessing over somebody the next minute and cussing their mama out the next minute. How do I, how do I, how do I guard against that? How do I guard my heart against that? How do I protect myself from all that? He says, this is the way you do it. He says in Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 says this, my son or my daughter, give attention to his words. You got to give attention to the word of God. He says, how do you do that? He says, you got to incline. I give attention, give your ear, give attention through your, to your, by your ears to his sayings of the word. He says, don't let them depart out of your eyes. So you got to keep 
the word of God in your eyes. You got to keep it going into your ears. He says, you got to keep it where? In the midst of your heart. Why do you got to keep it all in the midst of your heart? He says, for they are the what is the word of God is life to those who find it and they are health to all your flesh. How do you keep the word of God in the midst of your heart? You got to get your Bible out on a daily basis and you got to find scripture and you got to read that scripture. Where are you reading it? You're not reading it silently. You're reading that word out loud when you're and you're looking at it. So it's going in your eyes because you're looking at it. It's going into your ears because you're saying it out of your mouth and it's going in your heart. The three gates to go to your heart are your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. And when you're reading the word of God out loud, then that word is going down into your heart. But see, you can't just read it one time. You got to read it over and over again. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He says, you want to keep this in the midst of the word of God in the midst of your heart. He says, what happens when you keep the word of God in the midst of your heart? It says this, the word, remember, you could choose life or you could choose death. The word, are, they are life to those who find them and their health to all your flesh, healing to all your body. He says, keep your heart, guard your heart, put Rottweiler's dogs all around it with chains and, and Uzis and nuclear weapons all around your heart to guard your heart. He says, for out of your heart springs up the issues of life. He says, put away from you what? A deceitful, lying mouth. And put away perverse lips far from you. What are perverse lips? Perverse lips are lips that speak, that take things that are true and turn them into something else. What does, is that doing? It's bringing about evil. It's bringing about lying. It's bringing about strife. It's bringing about confusion. And it's going to blaze somebody else's life. He created you. He created you to speak life. He says, I created you in my image and in my likeness. He says that I made you strong. He says, I made it where you're strong in the Lord and in the very power of his might. He's made you strong. He's just like Easton. He's made Easton strong. He's made you strong through what? Through the power of his word. But it's only the word that's coming out of your mouth. See, you can read the word of God and, and not say it out of your mouth. And, and it's going into you, it's going into you, but it produces life. It gets a response when you begin to speak it out of your mouth. It goes on to say this. It says, he says he's already made you an overcomer. How did you become an overcomer? When you remember, when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, how do you know? And this is where we're wrapping up. In 1 John chapter 5, verse number 1, it says this, according to the Passion Translation, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Messiah is God's spiritual child and has become father by God himself. And everyone who loves Father God loves his children as well. This is how we can be sure that we love the children of God by having a passionate love for God and by obedience to his commands. True love for God means obeying his commands and his commands don't weigh us down as heavy burdens. You see, every child of God overcomes the world or this world's way of doing things. For our faith is the victorious 
power that triumphs over the world. So who are the world conquerors? Who are world conquerors? Say, I'm a world conqueror. I'm a world conqueror. Who is a world conqueror? Defeating his power. Those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. Now, we talked about you have an adversary. Your adversary, Satan, he hates you. And he wants to use weapons, your mouth, as a weapon against you to get you to speak words of death so he can carry it out in your life. But you've already overcome him. I said you've already overcome him. How did you overcome him? This is in quoted to Revelation chapter 12, talking about the power of your words and how a loose lips will sink ships, but lips that are controlled by the Holy Spirit and are speaking out words of life can cause you to overcome. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 says this, And war broke out in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great jack dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He has cost, he was cast to earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcome him. Ha, ha, ha. Who's the one who overcome him? The ones who used to be accused by the adversary. The ones who he, he tempted. The ones he tried to get corrupted. The ones who try, he tried to get to bow to his ways. Who can overcome the adversary? Who is able to overcome him? You are overcome, overcome him. I'm over to overcome him. How? How do we overcome him? It says, for they overcame him. Talking about the adversary. Talking about Satan, how do you overcome Satan? By the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And they did not love their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live, who dwell in them. He says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Now, think about it this way. You overcome the adversary by the blood of Jesus and the word of your testimony. What's your word? What's your testimony? Man, the blood of Jesus has washed me clean. The blood of Jesus has been shed just for me on Calvary's tree. And as a result of it, and I believe on Jesus as the head of my life. And because he's the head of my life, I have overcome the world. I've, I've overcome the the adversary i've overcome this world system i'm no longer bound by it i'm washed by the blood i'm a child of the most high god how do you know that because that's what the word of god says about you and when you begin to say back to god what his word says about you when you say to the adversary what god's word says about you what does it cause you it already causes you to triumph over him. It already causes you to overcome him. It already causes you to be victorious in Christ Jesus because the one thing the adversary cannot overcome, he cannot overcome the word of God in a person who's speaking it in faith. How did Jesus overcome Satan when he was tempted in the garden? It is written. Luke chapter four, the adversary came to Jesus three times. Jesus said each time, it is written. 
It is written, you should not tempt the Lord your God. It is written, man should not live by bread alone. It is written. <laughs> it is written. How do you overcome? It is written. When adversary said, God is not going to take care of you this time. But it is written. My God supplies all my needs. God is not going to heal you this time. It is written. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. This thing is going to take you out. It is written. He's giving his angels charge over me. How do you overcome? By the words of your mouth. How do you get defeated? By the words of your mouth. You have to choose life. You have to or, or, or choose death. How do you choose? By the words out of your mouth. Loose lips will sink ships. But lips, word, mouths that are under control by the Holy Spirit. Mouths that are being reframed. Words that are being reframed because you are in the word of God will begin to turn your world around just like a ship that's being stuck controlled by utter when he makes an adjustment it turns that whole ship when you make an adjustment with your words that are coming out of your mouth because of what's in your heart it's going to make an adjustment in your life just like we did from the very beginning people got born again from the very beginning of the broadcast i want to give you an opportunity to do the same thing to make that turn to change that direction to go towards protection and perfection because of this word of correction are you ready you ready to join with me you ready to go ahead and do that come on say it with me dear heavenly father in the name of jesus i do believe jesus christ is the son of god i believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me i believe he was put in a grave but now he's risen He's alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I repent of sin. I'm sorry, Lord. I receive your offer of forgiveness. Right now, I'm born again. Right now, I'm healed. Right now, I'm delivered. Right now, I'm made free. In Jesus' name, Amen and glory to God. Well, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, we want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. Welcome you into right position with God right now in the name of Jesus. We want to welcome you. Now, what do you do now? Now that you're born again. Man, you got to get in the word-based church that teaches you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Man, I believe that Ignite Depot is such a place. And we'd love to have you join us here every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here online. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. We'd love to have you join us as we break up, break the word of God open and go line upon line, precept upon precept to teach you how to be not only hearers of the word, but be doers and apply it to your everyday life. Now, if you can't catch us here online uh, on Saturdays, man, look, watch us on the podcast uh, as you were. Watch us on YouTube at Ignite uh, Depot Center, or you can catch us on Facebook at the same name, Ignite Depot Center, or you can listen to the podcast uh, at Ignite the Number 2 Life, Ignite the Number 2 Life podcast, or, so, so you can watch this, or hear this, and other messages, and hey, you, you can go back and catch up on some messages on parts that we've talked before this, or go to our website at IgniteToLife.com, that's IgniteToLife.com. Now, on behalf of Pastor Joanne and myself and the entire Night Nation, we want to thank you for joining us today. And remember this, loose lips sink ships.